You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no AKAs today. We got a lot of shit to get into, so I'm going to just throw it to my co-host. Yeah, hey everybody, it's Candace. I'm I'm like Jeremy, no AKAs. We're gonna get straight into the bullshit. Um, but before we do, I just wanna give a super thank you to any of our listeners who have subscribed to the Patreon. Um, we truly thank y'all. We appreciate y'all. Yes. Um, we hope that you enjoy Ratchet Reloaded. Uh that was one of our greatest accomplishments. Um <laughs> Because yeah, it is a it is a good it's a lot of good trash TV, but we can't necessarily bring it all to y'all here. Or these episodes will be four hours long if we try to do that. So know, right? <laughs> we thank y'all. If you're listening and you're not subscribed, five dollars gets you a lot. It gets you ratchet reloaded. It gets you the woo woo wrap up with Gary, which is a companion show to Mystic Moments. It gets you bring it back with Bianca and Jeremy, where they give you an in-depth analysis of some really classic and good music. Um, if you go to the $10 level, you'll get the FNM roundtable talks. You'll get the wind down. Um, so it's some good stuff. And, you know, we, we thank y'all for that. Um, Indeed. Moving in, we took last week off. The shows weren't that amazing last week. Um, where I felt like we would have been kind of grasping at straws. And the show is never good when we're trying to force it. Um, we like to get good content, and then we can give y'all good content. And plus, I was tired. So I was about to say, sometimes niggas just need a break. <laughs> yeah, I was, t- I was tired. Um, I mean, you so carrying we- a whole human, so. <laughs> yeah. Mean, <laughs> so you want to take a day off, friend, by eating by meat. <laughs> Right. So I mean, I'm back. Exactly. So we back this week. Um, we back with all four shows. We're going to start off with Brazilla. This is the episode. It's one more episode until the season finale, which I enjoyed this season of Brazilla's. I think they did something amazing by adding Lonnie Love as um, a host. And right. so this is season 13, episode nine, Controlzilla. And Azilla, and um, we still here with Rashonda and Kyle, and this is the couple who can't make no concrete decisions. It's literally two days before the wedding. They still haven't talked to the photographer about the shots, the pictures they want. Guys, that's literally a conversation with your photographer. That's literally what you pay for. Y'all sit down, y'all have a meeting. You talk about what what type of picture shots you want from the wedding. Because your photographer is not just there shooting, shoot. They're getting very specific pictures. You walking down the aisle, you with the family, you kissing the groom, y'all exchanging rings, like all of that kind of stuff, walking into the reception and so on and so forth. That's typically how that works. So the fact that they haven't sat down with the photographer and figured that out, they haven't gotten together with their DJ and talked about the song list and what songs they want for the first dance, mother and um, bride and dad, groom and mama. They haven't talked about any of that. 
Um, yeah. And they haven't even decided if they're going to have a limo or bring their own cars. Just say y'all ain't had the money. Why is yeah. y'all playing in our face? Yeah. You y'all don't just book no limo two days before. Y'all ain't had the money, and this show, this is a way for y'all to get some money. Mm-hmm. That's really all this here, because ain't no way in here you finna tell me that y'all ain't had none of this shit. Pl- not not a nam, not none of this shit playing. Uh uh-uh. uh. Now y'all came on this show for some money, which you know get paid. Young nigga get paid, but don't play in my face. Exactly. And Rashonda family and friends are some fucking freeloaders. Why everybody that came into town couldn't afford no hotel? <laughs> and Rashonda mad at them, but my thing is that. When you pick bridesmaids, you definitely should take people's financial situations into account um, because it is a financial responsibility. And every bridesmaid you done picked so far can't afford to really be a part of your big day. They couldn't afford to come to your bridal shower. They couldn't afford to come in town to do your final dress fitting. They can't afford a hotel. They can't afford to get their hair done. They doing their own hair in the bridal suite the day of. They just, they ain't got it. You yeah, not the like person we, to have it. Yeah, we kind of said this before. Well, I know for certain you did that if you can't afford to be in the big day, don't come. But also, if you know your friends and family like you should, if you know they can't afford it, then don't pick them. <laughs> yeah. And then she gonna tell Kyle, well, why you didn't kick why you didn't kick Peaches out or whatever her name is. That's not his place. Right. It's not his place. It's not his place to disrespect your friends and family. He did absolutely right. He waited for you to get your ass home and handle the situation. Because one thing you ain't gonna do is blame me. Have your friends and family thinking I'm disrespectful to your people. And I'm not. Right. Listen, that, he was he 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 wasn't about to get his ass whooped. He wasn't about to get in the middle of the shit because you ain't see his friends and family trying to couch surf in their house. Right. These your people. Your freeloaders, your problem. You're not finna. <laughs> you're not finna have that burden on me, no ma'am, no ma'am, no spam. And then it gets even worse because. Her her sister comes, so I don't really care for Rashonda. I'm gonna tell you why. That's your stepdaddy, true enough. But you have not showed an ounce of empathy or sympathy or kindness or compassion to your mom, and your stepdaddy is trying to do your mom very dirty. Mm-hmm. The sister say he not only cheated and the mama say he brought the mistress on the cruise and said it was his co-worker and so on but he's trying to make sure her mama walks away from the marriage with absolutely nothing mm. you think that woman should sit up there and play nice and save face with somebody when you have a real relationship with your father because as we see both of them walked you down the aisle this is what we talked about on Ratchet Reloaded with Lisa Ray and her daddy and how mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not about getting in the middle, but it's about at some point being adult enough to recognize when somebody's is wrong. Yeah. 
This, yeah, when I was watching this, I was like, this is exactly what we talked about, release of Ray. Like, I get it to an extent. You want your day to be as peaceful as possible, but girl, you can't have peace with as hell. <laughs> like, that's just, and your stepdaddy is putting your mama through hell. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really weird. And the fact that you can't even acknowledge that or show some kind of empathy, like, well, I, I didn't, I'm not the one to get cheated on. And then your sister bringing up, well, I mean, call coming inside the house, your nigga who you about to marry, I mean, y'all met while he was cheating. So, <laughs> and I told him if he cheated, blah, blah, blah. And the other part is, she snapped at him talking about you supposed to have my back. You literally set up in this house and allowed your kinfolk to start this argument and this conversation, and you added to it while his kids was in the next room. Right. He had to come out and check everybody. Uh, you can't have it both ways, Rashonda. You can't be the bully and the victim at the same time with a cheater the chances of you getting cheated on they pretty much up there sweet pea yeah so the fact that you can't even have empathy for your own mama child <laughs> i'll say the mama better than me <laughs> that's all i'll say and then had the nerve to have a whole last meltdown when she thought her mama wasn't gonna be there mm. did you peep that out- mm-hmm. after just after just basically cussing your mama out <laughs> and telling her fuck your feelings mm. Mm. So, mm, how those tables turn. That's why I say the mama better than me. <laughs> I wouldn't have been there for real, for me real. I, if I'm keeping it a bean, I would not be there. Your biological father in your life, you trying to force this man to, who dogged your mama. You don't have no blood. Let me tell y'all. That, that was the p- other part. I'm like, nigga, this is the step daddy. <laughs> the step you ain't having to choose between both your biological parents. You having to choose between your mama and your stepdaddy step who you have daddy. no blood relation to. None. Like girl. Not even what? a little bit. I am one of those people. I don't really do the in-laws game. I don't do the steps game. If we don't have no blood relation, I really don't have no problem cutting you off. I mean, if we keep it in the beans, shit. If I, 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 I don't choose, have a problem. I will choose my blood over non-blood any day of the week, and I will choose none of y'all to be honest. I was about to say, cause shit, blood don't be it either. If you a bozo, <laughs> shit. If we keep it in the book. But it's obvious your mom is not the the issue in this situation, and you basically running around talking about, well, that's your problem. Right. Ain't got shit to do with me. Right to like, your mama. to the point that your mama is having to live with you because your stepdaddy didn't pit her out the house. Mm. Good fucking night. That nigga wouldn't have been nowhere near my wedding. Um, <laughs> but her mom did show up. The wedding did go off without a hitch, and okay, now I mm. want to get <laughs> the racist in me. Want to get to this part. We meet <laughs> we meet Veronica and Kenny. Kenny Black, because niggas named Kenny be black. And Veronica appears to be some type of Hispanic, Latina, whatever. They having a huge wedding that she don't want. 
but he won't because he got a big family. Mm. But she paying her and her family forking out most of the money for the wedding. Mm. 250 guests. Mm. And they can't afford the wedding. She said all her credit cards is maxed out. And her family is true. Her family, her mama in particular, is trying to pay for the wedding, but making it like they wedding and not hers. Which that's fine, cause this ain't my dream wedding anyway. So I don't give a fuck. So if you are gonna pay for it, have what you want. You know, I was thinking that too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what you want like I don't paying for it. Like I feel yeah. her on like wanting some shit low key, but if somebody willing to pay for it, the daddy and the and the stepmama was like, "Shit, we paying for the open bar. What you mad about?" <laughs> right. And she mad like I can't accept anymore. You can't put no more on your credit card either, bro, bitch. <laughs> and Kenny got the nerve to be a mama's boy, and he hmm. has not contributed any decisions or money to the wedding. Mm-hmm. You getting the you getting the true broke broke nigga experience. That should t- that would have made me run in the opposite direction if we being honest. She yeah. she throwing up every goddamn where thinking she might be pregnant, but she ain't pregnant. She's uh, stressed. She stressed. Her dress she don't fit. Her right. dress didn't fit. First of all, Miss Mamas, you built like a elbow. Okay, <laughs> why did you pick that dress in the first place? That dress wasn't flattering even before you got that little gut. You don't have no curves have it so she so then she thought she should get her she should be able to exchange her one dress that has had all types of alterations for a new dress because she liked the way it fit better and that black woman in that bridal shop was like girl good luck with that <laughs> she was and like so it, then she forked like, out what, another 13 before the wedding? yeah she forked out another 1300 for a brand new dress mm. all because she got fat mm. But this is my favorite part, friend. That nigga got fired before his wedding. <laughs> Kenny come in talking about, let me talk to you outside. He was like, hey, hey keep cut, them, these keep them, cut, cut these cameras. Keep them, cut these cameras off. This nigga got fired three days before the wedding. How you get like, but what she, but what she was mad about, he ain't been contributing anyways. I know, right? <laughs> about, I can't pay the bills because we trying to pay for this. Listen to how fucking stupid you sound. Keyword I. Keyword I. I. You have been paying. This nigga ain't contributed a damn thing. If you if you not paying bills to pay for a wedding, you don't need to have the wedding. That part. And he like, what you tripping about? What you so mad about? We gonna be straight, sir? How you don't have you don't have a job anymore? Even when you had a job, you would not contributed to this shit. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> we gonna we? figure it out. Who is, who is we? <laughs> who is we? It has been I, as in your fiance. She has been, she gotta figure it out. You ain't did shit. Honestly, you, you losing your job was inconsequential because you might as well not have had one anyway. Basically, she means to fucking <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> If we want to be real about the shit. 
a, a nigga with a job but putting no putting no money for bills might as well be unemployed. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because, <laughs> shit, a wedding is basically a goddamn bill and you eat for nothing on this shit. Not a damn thing. That's her credit cards that's maxed. You over here getting fired on your day off. <laughs> Nigga was like, damn, I mean, she could have a little empathy. I got fired. I mean, nigga, you might as well have been fired anyway. You wasn't putting no money on this wedding. (laughs) All you You've been fired financially. (laughs) Right. Woo, Kenny. Mm, mm, mm. A nigga named Kenny. A nigga named Kenny with no job. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I mean, it's fitting, right? Right. It's very fitting. Yeah. <laughs> that was Bridezilla's. We're going to get the season finale next week with the continuation of Veronica and Kenny and one more explosive uh, situation to wind that out. Good season. Liked it. I'm glad we added it to the lineup. Yep, same. But boy, let's really get going now. Ready to fucking love. I have words. <clears throat> Last resort. So, um, this was the only this was the only show last week that was good. This weekend, last week. Um, and Jeremy I and I talked about that. But um, so we got season two, episode six, boss moves, and season two, episode seven, sticky situations. Um, so episode six um, is the episode where the friends, the women's friends came in and was giving the men a third degree. Um, I don't really, I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to who I'm dating and who I'm with, that's my business. And I think a lot of people make this mistake putting their friends in their relationship business. What about your friends? My, my bad. It, because a lot of times, while we love our friends dearly, they will steer us wrong because people tend to look at relationships from a personal perspective. It's typically what I would do, how I would do it, what I think, what I would feel, I, I, I. It's never really looking at it um, neutral with no bias. We tend to think about relationships in terms of how we would move in them. That don't necessarily always make for the best point of view. Especially if you damaged your damn self. Mm. If you got trauma and baggage and damage your damn self when it comes to romantic relationships, you really not going to be able to get nobody no unbiased advice to help them. You will harm them more than anything. So that's what kind of why I was like, I see where they was trying to go with this, but they kind of missed the mark. And the friends, I don't know. So Brian, um, Alex's friend Tanisha meets Brian and she doesn't feel like Brian makes Alex feel comfortable and vulnerable enough to open up. Um, She said Alex's guard is up and she think her guard is up is because she may be attracted to Brian, but she doesn't really like Brian. 
which is a fair assessment. Mm, yeah, I agree with um, that. Yeah. Then we go with Adriana, her friend Morgan, and she chooses Rashid to take on a date. And her friend Morgan loves Rashid, um, thinks that he, you know, could be a really good fit for her. And she also brings up Calfani, and she believes that Adriana likes Calfani for more physical reasons than being a total package. Like, he fine. You know, he make her cootie cat tingle. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, poor Chris. Chris oh, and Chris. Naya go on a date with her <laughs> friend. Mm. And it's an utter fail when they get to the financial questions. Because Chris... Mm-hmm. He didn't mean no harm. Chris said it, those type of things depend on where each person in the relationship is at financially. Because if you make more money than me, why is the expectation that I pull everything? And I'm one of those people that kind of think feel like that. If you make $60,000 and I make $160,000, the expectation that your $60,000 needs to be the end-all, be-all, and I get to do whatever I want with my money, that's that's unfair. Now, if they evenly yoked, then yes, the man need to do a little more, like me and Jeremy have said before. If there's equal footing, if the man is making more, or if y'all are both making the same, we definitely feel the man should step up and do more because he's going to do a lot less in the emotional labor aspect of everything. And the domestic stuff. Or you could just, like, men... Well, my thing is, like, men just need to do step up and do more, period, just so to make, like, the relationship more equitable. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to say that, but when he... Bl- he said, he blundered on how to say it. Yeah. And her head totally did a 360 like she was possessed. Yeah. And now, to be fair to him, I feel even if he said it correctly, kind of like how we just said it, her head still would have turned that way because that is not what she's on. Her, her true colors end up showing in this episode. Um, mm. Naya's reasons for wanting a man to be the sole provider is that in the past, she has gotten pregnant and those pregnancies were not successful. And she has discussed with her doctor that should she decide to attempt pregnancy again in the future, she needs to be prepared to basically be on bed rest and she won't be able to work. Um, And so she needs a man who has his finances together so that she can have a healthy pregnancy. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's the way she went about it. That's my biggest issue with it. And I mean, when we talk about the, the episode, uh, the most recent episode, pretty much everybody on the shows, particularly the men, they feel felt the same, the same way. Yeah, yeah, they felt because, the like, same you way. here's here's my thing. If if Nia, right, like Nia's like I, I I do feel like her pregnancy thing is a big reason uh, why she um 
wants a man to pay everything, but also I just feel like she is one of those women that do want a man to pay everything, pay everything. Okay, that's cool. That's all right and dandy. Chris is not that type of man. That's all right. Okay, cool and dandy. He ain't for you. He but ain't you for don't you. have to disrespect him. Right, because the acting as if like he was just nothing to you, because nigga, we can see this goddamn TV. Nigga, y'all had chemistry. Y'all had some of the greatest chemistry on the, the fucking the, show. The wildest part about it, that's the that's my issue with it again. I don't have any problems with the standards Naya has set for herself because there is a man out there who will be whatever she needs him to be to her. But you played in that man's face. You yeah, and not all that stopped him from getting to know the other women because you monopolized his time. Right. And the second he said or had an ideology that you didn't agree with, that wasn't harmful. Like, you know, it's a big difference between like that and like somebody saying fucked up shit. But as soon as he said something that you didn't like or just wasn't for you, now all of a sudden you don't know him. Now all of a sudden you are never feeling him. And it's like, mama, we saw y'all. Why would you be kissing on somebody and spending all of your free time with somebody that you don't like like that? Right. Like, that's stupid. When it's, when it's mad of the men there. Right. And the crazy part is, there's mad of the men and there that more let, that seem to be more on the idea that you are. Um, I forget the, the, the guy. Edwin. That, Yes, Edwin, like it seemed like Edwin was more like what you were looking for for us handling the finances, but he peeped that shit. And that turned him off. And I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah, it, it was men off. It was so weird. It was like, oh, Chris can't do this. All right. Now I got sudden interest in everybody else but him. And the yeah. man peeped that. Yeah. And like I, they, was, they I was never up interested on it. in Chris. She was even getting nasty with the women during deliberation. Like, yeah. girl, don't worry about me. If you want them, take them. We was all like, uh, okay. Yeah, everybody's peeped that. Like, when you when you turn the men off and also you got the women looking at you like, girl, like, that, your spirit ain't right. Because that man, because you can, you are well within your right to say, okay, Chris isn't for me because for, in this department, we just see it, we just, we don't see eye to eye. But to, like, basically act like he never existed to you when we literally saw you and to turn all the other men off and get into it with the women, for honestly, for no reason, just being on the defensive, that ugly spirit came out. Like, you might want a man to pay for everything, and that's your right and all well and good, but he can't fix a broken spirit. Nah, he can't. And that shit came out. Like, I'm sorry. That's, that shit was ugly. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I didn't, I, I couldn't do it. Um, Denise took Calfani and Anthony to meet her friend Tara, and Tara said they gave good answers, but they was boring. Um, <laughs> Edwin and Jay went on a double date with Winter and Joy. And, okay. So, Joy and Winter's friends was asking questions, and it shocked me coming from two women that basically was kind of putting Joy and Winter against each other. Like, so who do y'all like more and why? And I was yeah. sitting there like, as women, we ain't gonna never be free with shit like this. <laughs> Cause we internalize misogyny so bad. And it just always comes out. No matter how we try to act like it's women empowerment, this those are some questions I would have never asked. 
I would have never asked who you like more and why. Because yeah, I wouldn't one, have want I, the other woman to feel less than. And I agree with you. And also, my thing was, ain't that what the show producer and what's the man? I forget his name. The man that sit with him every every um. Uh, Oh yeah, I don't remember his name. Yeah, but like, like that's his job. Like that ain't your job. Like this is a dating show. This still we still got a lot and more. A, it, and it's a reason why they do it in the privacy, away from them from each other. Right. So not to cause mess and 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 bad vibes like this. That was uncomfortable to watch. It was really uncomfortable to watch, and. Like, they I get said that your friend to get chose, but baby, this is a, a dating show. <laughs> dating, yeah. as in dating multiple people, seeing who you who you who you vibe and who you don't vibe with, or or you know who. Like I get it. Like yeah, at the end of the day, we are they are going to choose who they're more compatible with. But again, that's the doctors. Um, the, that's for them to do, like the show to do, not you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I agree with you there. Um, we go into deliberate. We go into a uh, deliberation, and this is where Naya really shows her ass. Like Chris, who I don't know him, and everybody is like, "Uh, what?" And ultimately, Chris gets sent home. But then some shit started unfolding on Twitter. And so um, the Simone lady is very active on Twitter. She's the lawyer. And so apparently um, Winter wanted Edwin to go home because he yelled at her and made her cry on a double date when the friends were there. And the editing, they edited that out. They never showed it. Really now? Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Naya said that um, she claims the editing made it her look worse than what she with how things really went down with her and Chris. Mm. But I don't believe that for one second. I don't believe that because of the next episode that we're going to talk about. Yep. Um, but yeah, so it, they had chosen Brian, Chris, and Edwin as the bottom. And Chris ended up going home. Then when we move over to episode seven, Sticky Situations, they discuss Naya's behavior with Chris and everybody is giving her the side eye down to the show host. Yeah. But you know what made me know that this bitch might be a narcissistic piece of shit? <laughs> might be. You generous. <laughs> you generous. Yeah, I'm being, I'm being generous. I'm being generous. Go ahead, because I know what you're going to say. She had the nerve to try to reach out to Chris to help her get a podcast started. Mm. I know you fucking lying. After you don't play to this man's face, basically said you ain't know him because he said one thing that you didn't agree with. After literally monopolizing his time from the rest of the ladies. One thing. One. One. But felt like he should be able to help you with something you needed. Girl, fuck you. 
Yeah, that was just one reason that she that was say you being generous. You like her, her, her colors jumped out this episode real bad from this, from this and you know when when it was time later on. But I'm, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Go go ahead. Um, one thing I noticed, friend, did you pick up on this? Winter is pretty insecure, especially in regards to joy. Uh, yes. Like I, 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 I have a conversation about with the other men about if they like Joy more than they like her because she don't want to be in competition and she don't want. This how you know Joy a bad motherfucker because Joy be running her race and she ain't she don't see nobody else as her competition. She not no. insecure. She don't worry about what the other men is doing. She gonna be who she is. Yeah, she's she like, I'm going to do that anyway because that's just how I am. And every time, this is not the first or the second time Winter has done that. Like, I just need to know where I stand because I feel like, you know, you're more into joy than me and not a girl, it's a dating show. I, I love how every time we have covered this show and some shit like this happen, we come, we circle back to this very simple but yet poignant fact. This it's is a, a dating, dating show. show. This it's is a, a dating, dating show. show. It's a dating show. <laughs> like the person that you like is going to like other people in and in, in addition to liking you because y'all are dating. There are no rings on nobody's fingers on this show. It's cool. a dating show. <sighs> I just <laughs> I, I want her to stop competing with Joy because Joy don't see yeah. you in her peripheral. <laughs> she don't see you. She Come don't on. see you. And it's not that you're not cold piece of work. You are very pretty. You got yes. your shit together. But that woman is securing who she is and it shows because she's not competing with none of these other women. She's not trying to, she's not worried about what these other women doing. She don't care. She come out there with that big ass pretty hair and do her thing. Yes, because again, it is a it's dating, a dating show. show. Like, and I, <laughs> listen, the thing I get it. Like, when you really like somebody, you want them. Like, you want them. I get that. But again, it's a dating show. You got options, <laughs> just like they got options. Cause it's a dating show. It's a dating show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy Negro side, goddamn. Yeah, damn. Um, <laughs> Alex is kind of sending Brian mixed signals, but then again, Brian don't listen. Okay, because I'm like, bro. <laughs> and I'm glad he got clocked on it, not only by her, but when they had to sit down with the fellas and the host was like, nigga, you ain't really listening, are you? I was so glad he clocked that because I'm just sitting like, nigga. His, his, in my opinion, he could have went home when that Alicia shit happened. I agree. Honestly. I agree. Um, I, I agree. Now, he just don't seem to have no substance. Like, the other men seem to have... Yeah, he seemed... He, he attractive just, and nothing else. Yeah, he just like, I'm here, I'm attractive. Y'all... Like, uh, was it Winter? Um, when he went on that day, yeah, or and Winter clocked him like, "What is you? Why are you trying to get at me all of a sudden when you was all up under Alex?" 
Yeah, and not only that, when Winter asked, like, well, what do you like about me? All he could say was some, everything about Winter physically. He was he didn't say shit about, like, who she are, is as a person, how she cares herself, nothing. It was just like, thick thighs save lives. Nigga, that is not telling me how you feel about me. That just says you want to fuck me, which is okay, cool, but we are here to date. <laughs> yeah. He lucky um, the man has sent, ha- had sent somebody home last week because I think he would have went home this week. I agree. I don't think now that he and Alex have kind of gone their separate paths and she started connecting with Rashid, I don't I think really nobody like really feeling him. Too. Um, I want to say the way Rashid has handled business, that's how you handle business when somebody try to paint you in a light that you know is not true. You don't fight them on it. You you show out. You just yeah. be yourself because my yeah. how the tables have turned because it's fucking Denise looking like the weirdo and the narcissist now. Mm. 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 Was Denise the one that um the that dark skin into... lady with the short hair? Yeah, they got that into called a him the narcissist. That was her. Oh, mm. Mm. Yeah, that's her from all them episodes ago when she almost mm. got sent home that time. Mm. I um, had the tables turned because because Calfani put her. I think it was Calfani. He put he her put in her in her place. Because talk about narcissism again. Again, this Adri- is a dating, dating show. show. <laughs> Adriana and Calfani are getting close, and Denise yet again has another jealousy meltdown, and it's weird. They just send that. first things first. You would have thought Denise walked up on them fucking right the way she was acting. Like you would have thought she, she literally was... walked up on them sitting outside within view of everybody else having a conversation about happiness, about good energy, about having a life that's drama free. And here she comes. And here she comes with the bad y'all, energy. Yeah, y'all disrespectful. I see what it is. Keep it cute. Keep it cute, like you are. Well, you're not, you're fucking... not keeping it cute. You keeping it psycho right now, because again, this is a dating show. The way she had it, you would have thought that fucking uh, she had on uh, Calfani's dick in her mouth. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, Denise talking about she think Adriana is getting to know Calfani to get under her her skin. Miss Mamas, <laughs> it is a it da- a dating <laughs> show. <laughs> Walking back and forth outside in front of them where they sitting, like you trying to intimidate them. And the wildest part is, yo, Candace, 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 you you know that uh, that Jeff or that uh, that white dude with the glasses walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she <laughs> She's like, ain't no fun for having up in this bitch. It's a dating show. Oh, and Calfana just looking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I feel like this might be the show title. It is a fucking dating show. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we have to. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm with it. <laughs> like, goddamn, like Denise, girl, you, you did not walk in on them fucking. You walked on in on them having an intimate moment. Because and that's that and the wildest to... part is in that time, you could have been getting to know somebody else, 
yeah. talking to somebody else, yeah. connecting with somebody else, yeah. minding your fucking business, that part. in your room masturbating, getting <laughs> a snack, watching TV, sending some emails, playing pool, going for a late night. You could have been doing anything else in the fucking world but trying to intimidate them and make them seem like they bad people for doing what you do on a dating show. That part. Girl. And then Calfani came up to that room and checked the shit out of her. Enjoyed it. He told her, you turning me off. Right. You turning me off. Like He was like, girl, if... If you doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is getting to know the other men, because this is a dating show, I'm not gonna be insecure about that because that's you know what he told her. He said, "I know I left a lasting impression on you, so I know even if you're getting to know somebody, some other people here, it doesn't have anything to do with the connection we built." That part. He got big dick energy. I agree. But you can I say this? Most of the men there had, we talked about this some episodes ago about how the women have seen the women as competition and the men have acted as if whatever is meant for them will be for them. And they're not running around competing with the men and kicking up shit and kicking up dust. Yeah. If anything, this shows you just how much women need to unlearn patriarchy bullshit. Because those men are not acting like them women. They encouraging the women to get to know the other men there. Because again, this is a a dating dating show. show. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. It is a dating show. He told her, he was like, he's turning me off. He was like, jealousy and insecurity, I don't like that. Right. And, and let me say this again, as somebody who is single, I get it when you are into somebody and it it just feels right and you want this person. I get it. You want them. However, until y'all make that verbal commitment, okay, we are exclusive now, you should keep your options open because you are single and date that is what dating is supposed to do, especially in these people's case, because y'all are on a dating show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, god damn it, how many times can we say it? y'all are on a fucking dating show? It's a dating show. Oh <laughs> a stone cold mess. Yes. Not to not to, let's can we get to like my favorite part? Um <laughs> we're just gonna glance over the dates that people went on. Simone and Rash Simone asked Rashid on a date and they went on a date and he was turned on that she took some initiative and they had a good date and they connected and he he uh he's showing up, he's starting to win the race. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, like it. I like it. A lot of women is really starting to see it for Rashid. Yeah, a nigga named um, Rashid. And maybe that's why Denise didn't see it for him because she's a narcissist. Yeah. And he Hello. not. Hello. Um, Brian took Winter on a double date with Calfani and Adriana, and that was awkward, as Jeremy said. Yeah, because of Brian. Joy and Jay got crazy chemistry. I'm pulling for them. Um, yes. They make each other laugh and everything. They look good together. I, um, I like them, too. I, I really do. 
Uh, Naya is looking for a sponsor, not love. Every time she talked to Ed, when she talking about him paying all the bills, and he peeped it, mm-hmm. he like, mm, okay. And then she started getting weird and randomly talking about her kitty, talking about kick. Uh, what do you say? She said she had cat like eyes, and then she yeah, started it- talking about her vagina. Yeah, yeah, it would say she got pretty eyes and cat-like eyes, and she was like, well, it matched, you know, because the, the kitty is pretty. And I was like, girl. I, oh, yeah, it was like pretty. She was like pretty kitty eyes and pretty kitty. And I was like. Ma'am, w- ma'am, this which, is a Which Wendy's. is going, which, that comment, let's put a, let's put a sticker on that one. Yeah. Right, let's, let's put a sticker, because it's going to make it weird when we get to the, the, the end real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anthony. Anthony a little too laid back for me. He hasn't really... He's attractive, and the women take note in that. But that's all they say about him. Yeah. They Have don't you tra- noticed that? All they yeah. comment on is how attractive he is. Yeah, it, like, him and Brian... It's no depth. Him and Brian, it's no There's depth. No depth. There's no depth in those connections that, that he's building with the women. Right. Whereas Calfani has, has built deep connections with Adriana, with Denise, uh, Rashid. He built a deep connection with Alex instantly. Alex yeah. started telling him stuff that she never thought to tell Brian. Right. She even it went like every it, don't, don't they don't, the rest of the guys are building bonds and deep connections with with the women as well as physical physical connections as well. And the other two it, and Anthony and Brian is just like there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe as well. Um so finally, uh, the guys are deliberating, and Denise and Naya are in the bottom two. Naya because of the whole Chris situation, and Denise because of her insecurities and jealousy regarding Calfani and Adriana. Um, it was <laughs> Naya who got sent home, and boy, she had a total fucking meltdown. Let's listen, Mama. Mama went off. Mama said, I'm ready to go. He, she told Rashid, tell me I'm not ready to love to the couch. Fuck right. y'all. Y'all ain't finna embarrass me. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Talking about um, Naya talking about she was one of the baddest ones. You wasn't one of the baddest ones there, though. And if you notice, you had to come on strong to other men after you was pissed Chris wasn't willing to be your sponsor. Wasn't no other man really checking for Naya if you if you noticed that not until her and Chris stopped speaking. That uh, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Wasn't nobody breaking their neck to get to Naya? Mm-mm. Then Mama so, said. I, then Mama said. I I already I, had. I got a, my boyfriend meeting me in Atlanta, and the producer said, "Who? Who? Hoops." <laughs> Mama said, I already got a man. I got several men lined up, even if my boyfriend fell. I just w- want to come on this show and test the waters. Well, mama, if you got a boyfriend, then why are you here? <laughs> if you got a boyfriend, why are you telling uh why are you talking about pretty kitty eyes and pretty kitty? How that Hello. Work? Hello. Also, okay. if you got a also if you got a boyfriend, then what the fuck is this whole thing about like finances and shit? Because if you got a boyfriend, but you still worried about finances. Uh, one plus one is not equal to two, baby girl. At all. Like, if you got a boyfriend... What, what kind of boyfriend you got that would let you come here um, it, to date other men? That part. You played yourself. Right. 
talking about you, y'all not gonna embarrass me, but you 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 was embarrassing yourself. They didn't have to embarrass you. You showed your ass all on your own, and everybody peeped it. From the show to the men, shit, to even the other women. The other women was like, girl, I, girl, I guess. All because of how you handled yourself, and it had nothing to do again. If you wanted a man to pay all your bills and stuff, that's perfectly fine. But the way you handled it. Well, you should let your boyfriend do it. Uh, well, also that. <laughs> also that. Also that. If you got a boyfriend, you shouldn't even be on this fucking show. So to be honest, you played your damn self. Okay? Yeah. Child. London in here uh, trying to pillage for snacks. <laughs> 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 we stay in a like, snack queen. Listen, I was I was rather I was rather I rather enjoyed this episode of Ready to Love. These last two episodes, honestly. Yeah. They was they was good. I'm I'm rooting for Joy and Jay, but I wouldn't mind seeing Rashid win either. I agree. So yeah. Now it's time to move to the big show. The dang housewives. We're gonna start off with uh Salt Lake City. Because girl, Jen, Miss Mamas. What the fuck is your problem, Jen? This episode is uh so episode, sorry, episode three was Everybody Needs a Switzerland. And episode four was called Roaring Emotions. Um, we're not going to go through all of episode three. We're going to cover some key points. Whitney decides to throw a 1920 theme party for absolutely no reason. Um, right. Heather throws five employees a baby shower and gives them Range Rovers. Where is, I need a boss like that. Right? <laughs> Like, please bless me with employee appreciation with a Range Rover. Thank you so very much. Jen is at Meredith's house eating veggie straws, planning to sleep over, and making mm. her gay son uncomfortable because she's kicking her legs up in the air, um, giving Coochie Chronicles. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Also, it was when she was chanting grinder, grinder, don't do that to, don't do that to gay people. I, they are, was, they, don't do that to gay people they are not your joke like that right. you do not stop feeling comfortable with gay people yeah like not, your that. Community, not your community not your place yeah if that's a joke that another gay person want to make amongst somebody in the community that's on them it's not your place and that's he 21 you in your 40s find you something to do mind your damn business please um, but then Brooks had a complete meltdown and doesn't want Jen over anymore. And so Meredith canceled the sleepover. Brooks did a lot. I could see feeling uncomfortable with the grinder, grinder, grinder jokes and chants and all that kind of stuff. But to act like she all but uh assaulted you, it was it was a lot. I mean, I can so. understand not wanting to see nobody 40, 40 years old whole ass pussy. I can understand that. Yeah, I don't want to see your legs cocked open. Period. Yeah, I don't want to see your legs. Especially because he don't he don't eat fillet of fish. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like like I I feel like he did put some stank on it, but at the same time, I get it because I mean Jen was doing a lot. 
I mean, she was doing a lot. Let's you know, let's not miss words. She was doing too fucking much, as she as she tends to do, which we'll get into. Um, every I wish Mary would just not bring up her grandma and her marriage situation because I'm kind of tired of her lying about it. Um, <laughs> you know, she she basically said that her grandma made it clear that she wanted Mary to inherit the money, the houses, and the churches. The mm. church and the only way to do this was Operation Grandpa Husband. Mm. Um, and <laughs> get on my nerve. And um, my, my Operation Senior Citizen t- Seizure. Exactly. Sex and the Seizures. Um, <laughs> that might be the show title. <laughs> you ain't shit. Sex I want you to know that. <laughs> you ain't shit. Yeah, but Mary, girl, you, you, Mary had to like her grandma held a fucking gun to her head, like you was gonna marry this, you was gonna marry my husbands. It's just it's it's weird, just because we got some intel um, via our our lovely um, friend of the show, Brooke, um, and none of that is true. Mm. None of it is true, and that's the weird part about it. And then even going so, Mary went so far as to say that uh her mom really wanted to get the bag and have a daddy husband for herself and that the battle for robert senior did a real number on the cosby family like what i don't believe none of the yeah like and i and i the, the thing is it don't even sound believable mary right i mean you would be better off saying hey I was pissed that my that my grandfather, who's not my blood grandfather, was trying to run off with all my family's fortune, and I was willing to do whatever it took to keep it in my family. That sounds way more believable and t- closer to the truth than you up here lying, saying that, saying that you and your mama was having a battle of y'all the was house. having a fucking relay race for for Robert Senior. Right, the the, the relay of Robert. <laughs> Like it's very weird. Like, just tell the truth because the truth is the truth is gonna sit better than them lies is that you telling. I don't right. believe for one second your your grandmother wanted you to have to marry your your uh step grandfather. I don't believe for one second it was in the will. I don't believe that she even thought that her husband would take the family fortune from y'all in the way that he did. And so this was a last resort, and that's fine because your grandma was worth a lot of money and she built a fucking empire. And for somebody half her age to just come and steal it from under her kids and her grandkids, it was fucked up. Yeah. And y'all really didn't have the means to contest it or fight it. So you wanted you was like, listen, you t- you turned into Ike Turner. You was like the name the name stays here. That's and what it you was did. by it was by any means necessary. You know what? If that's what it took, I feel you. Just I don't lie to me you about want it. The, you want the church to stay in the family. You want the other businesses to stay in the family. And you solidified. wasn't no blood relation there. And you solidified it by having a baby and making sure that if something goes wrong, he gonna have to give up some shit. Okay, fine. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Just don't lie to but me. But that shit sounded stupid, what you said. Yeah. And her church service was creepy. Yeah, <laughs> like it came off 
more cult it, than it, church. It reminded it got real Scientology ish. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we we here, friend. We here. It de- mm-hmm. it it definitely was giving me uh it was giving me um Church of Scientology headed by Sister Mary. That's what it was giving me. It was it was weird. Um <sighs> Jen going to a hospital smell tizzy again. <laughs> and she completely lost her shit when she discovered that Meredith went to Mary's church. <laughs> so let my Jeremy is my friend, and he will tell you I am I do not make my friends choose people that they're friends with that I may necessarily not care for or me. I'm not that person. Like me and Jeremy, Jeremy knows this from personal experience. I feel like if somebody is not a good friend or a good person, their colors will show eventually. And my Mm -hmm. friends will figure it out for themselves. And then they will be able to decide how they want to move going forward. I'm not the person that be like, it's either me or them. Well, no, it don't have to be none of that because I don't have to talk to you about them. You don't have to talk to them about me. And we can keep it copacetic. And eventually, like you say, their true colors will show. Then you make a pimp decision, speaking from experience. It, it just be like that. Like, yeah. sometimes you got to sit down and tell yourself if sometimes was it a miscommunication why your two friends may not get along? Sometimes it is as simple as a miscommunication and eventually it could be resolved. Or if one person or the other person is totally dead ass wrong and they doing some trifling shit, it's going to come out in the wash. Yeah, what's done in the dark always comes to the light. Personal experience, baby. So I got a problem with the way Jen is moving. I you don't agree. get to dictate how who Meredith can be friends with, who she could be cordial with, whose church she could visit. You don't get to determine none of that. Correct. Not only do you not get to, not only do you not get to determine that. Let's get to the root. Can we get to the root, friend? Come on, Can we get to the root. Can we get to the root? <clears throat> the reason you don't like Mary is stupid, Jen. It is stupid. Girl, I, I swear to cry. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if this is gonna be your fucking storyline in this inaugural season, the get whole off fucking this fucking show. Get off. I will write a sternly worded white woman letter to Andy to petition you to get off this fucking show. Just like I'm doing and, with Wendy on Potomac. And, and say that my name is Amy McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest name possible to get you off that fucking okay, show. Okay, I w- listen. I will. I will call the police. Okay, and I don't even then, like the police. Then Jim walks into Whitney's party and sees Meredith talking to Mary and act like she been stabbed in the chest. Right. It's a fucking party. It what do people party, do at parties? Socialize. Because so, what are parties? Social engagements. D- Hello. And this is pre-pandemic, I think. So you ain't even got no fucking excuse. Yeah, you being weird then, as fucking. Then you sit down with Meredith, and you like, so you canceled the the you canceled the the slumber party because you went over to, to you want to be friends with Mary, girl. Mary ain't have a goddamn thing to do with that. She canceled because she canceled because you was out here showing your goddamn pussy, and that was and that disturbed her son and 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 shit. I do not, let me tell you, 
this is not a I, this is not a Mary Stan account. I don't care for Mary Cosby. I think she's a liar, and I think she's a weirdo. She got crazy eyes. Shout out to Tia. Right. She do. She got crazy eyes. The way she talks, the everything about her is kind of kooky to me. Yes, but she's not done anything so egregious yet to the women on this show. For Jen to be acting like Mary should be shunned. Like, it's really weird. And she's, like, accused Meredith for not being her friend because she hanging out with Mary. And it got, like, really weird and possessive. Yeah, Meredith was like, you know what? I'm going to disengage. Well, Mary, Mary, Jen talk about Mary hurt my family. Mary did not hurt your family. You over-fucking-reacting. Your lieutenant aunt was going to be down bad, period. She don't have no fucking legs. What am I doing about that in her Mary didn't hurt Lieutenant Aunt Diabetes did. <laughs> Listen, your aunt is up here fighting her best fight with no legs. The, the sugars okay? took your auntie's legs. What the fuck wrong yo, with you? Yo, ain't yo, ain't. Let me tell you something. Your auntie is fighting for her life. She ain't worried about no goddamn Mary Crosby. And so then Meredith is like, I'm not engaging in this, Jen. Like, you screaming, you cursing at me for no reason. I don't owe you any explanations. And she got up from the table and left. And Jen continued to have a meltdown in grand fashion. And she screams out, Mary's a grandfather fucker. And it's just like. So now y'all even. (laughs) I mean, not really, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you felt that Mary, you felt that Mary crossed the line, and now you don't cross the line because that wasn't no, none of your goddamn business to say. The, so yeah, I, that wasn't none of your business to say at a party. And the thing is, this how I know Mary crazy. She was unbothered as fuck. Right? <laughs> she just sat there like, I heard that. Right? And that's and like, because she gonna, she gonna get some revenge. That's why. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> Because it because this is cool as a fucking cucumber. Whereas anybody, I would have beat Jen the fuck up. I was gonna say anybody else that would have been a fight. Face in. Anybody else that would have been a fight. And that's something we are gonna talk about when we get to Potomac because y- y'all been playing in our face. Mm. I love I love my fellow Potomac viewers, but y'all y'all have taken this stance that words don't have power and words don't mean things. Mm. Um, Can I say something real quick? Yeah. <laughs> How y'all listen to the read and hear Crystal say words mean things, but then don't think they mean things because of Potomac? Help me understand. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. So, I, I love, I love our listeners. Shout out to y'all, even if we have a difference of opinion on this. But I'm, we gonna, it's gonna be some gathering when we get to Potomac because y'all have taken this stance that words are not weapons. Mm. All of a sudden, and if words ain't weapons, then how come they on the books and on the law that they can be? Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> but, but back to this. Um, and the part that really, really got me was these grown ass folks calling this old ass, strong ass, face ass bitch <laughs> like she <laughs> because she can't control their friendship. But Jen, just calm down, okay? Jen, I understand why you upset, okay? No, the Jen? fuck you don't. Jen, <laughs> Lying okay, at Jen, Jen, girl. You don't understand why Jen is upset because you know the reason Jen upset is stupid. Lying about damn face, talking about you understand. No, the fuck you don't. 
you calling this you calling this goddamn auto Schwarzenegger face dance lady if you don't get the fuck yeah. out of my damn face. She definitely she do look like the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. She's a... <laughs> uh, you are so fucking annoying. <laughs> Mary, I'll be back. <laughs> Meredith, that's not your friend. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the crazy part is, like, the, the crazy part is, I feel like, I agree with you, like, Meredith didn't owe her an explanation, but I felt like if she would have came with better energy or or better yet, just asked what happened, I felt like Meredith was going to tell her. Meredith said she didn't want to hurt her feelings and say that Brooks didn't want her over at the house, but you should have oh, yeah, just told that. her, like, I canceled because, yeah, you know, the kids just didn't want anybody at the house with me tonight, and I, I, I respect that. Yeah. And like you couldn't, you could even you could have finessed the lie a little bit. Yeah, and I felt like she probably was going to, but Gia just came in with just whatever the fuck she came in with. And then the next day, Meredith meets Lisa at like an art gallery to buy some art for the house, and she finally tells Lisa that she and Seth are separated. Um, this this brought Lisa back to neutral ground with me. Um, cause she was, she was very supportive and she was asking the right questions. How can I support you? Is there anything you need from me? You know, whatever I could do to help. Um, that, and that's a different Lisa than we saw from the Whitney situation. I agree. So, right. I mean, it brought her back to zero cause she was in the yeah. negatives with me. Yeah. I, that's I agree. She back at zero. I still don't like you, bitch. Um, right. I agree with that. But more of that, more of that. I still probably won't like you, but more of that. Yeah. That's what you should have did with Whitney. Yeah. Um, Mary's house is tacky. As fuck. And Mary is creepy. As fuck. And we meet Mary's son, Robert Jr. And he has a girlfriend. And he bought her a Prada purse for Christmas, a a chinchilla for Valentine's Day, and a dog for her birthday. Where is he getting this money from? (laughs) Is that the one that um that don't want to go off to college or whatever or leave his girlfriend? Is that the same one? Yeah, that's him. Yep. Mm. And he decided he wanted to be a fashion designer. Uh, not living in that tech of hands, I should. <laughs> and now let's let's get back to Jen. Jen. Jen goes over to Heather's house. And so this is one of the things that makes me really not like Jen and it's this her I'm a brown girl everybody thinks yeah, I'm black shit she said at so least g- once an episode I'm that so people glad think she black that. and the thing is nobody thinks you black not a damn so I'm so glad you brought this up I'm so glad we're in agreement because I was saving it for like I didn't because you know I didn't say it when we was talking pregame about it but the fact that she keeps bringing this shit up talking about everybody thought I was black no the fuck they didn't girl they never and thought she, you was black. And, she's and I'm tired me, of you lying about it. Yeah, she's giving me that non-black woman that gets a black man and all of a sudden thinks that she is fucking Solange. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like that shit and at all, And then she's girl. claiming she lost it because it was the anniversary of her dad's death. Don't and be her lying on your dad. job is like stressful. That. You, first of all, let me tell you. As rich as you bitches pretend to be, y'all have access to some of the best mental health care on fucking planet Earth. 
That part. Get you some mental help. It is not normal for no woman in her 40s to have those type of emotional outbursts, period, let alone in public settings. Right. Like, I don't if like you was shit. having a bad day and you just didn't want to be bothered, you should have saved your stupid ass at home. I don't like that shit. As some, let me tell you something. As someone who has lost a parent, I have never blamed my behavior on like, oh well, oh oh well, I, I just acted out because my mom passed. No, no, no. Now, when I was little, like when it first happened, were there times where I like just broke down in tears sometimes thinking about her, and like I had to take a moment and go to like the school counseling stuff. That's one thing, but it's not like that was a me thing. It wasn't like I was just picking on somebody or antagonizing them, and then was like, oh, I just did it because I'm thinking about my mama. No. No, no. So no, I'm sorry, Jen. You don't get to use that. Don't be lying on your damn daddy's name like that. They ain't have a goddamn thing to do with your daddy. You were just being a fucking bozo. A bozo. And you need to own that. Your face is too damn strong for you not to be strong and stand up in your bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Lying ass heifer. That's one thing I like. Don't play on my fucking face like that. And don't bring up. Don't bring up again, like I'm sensitive to that kind of shit. Like, don't don't put nothing on your damn pet, dead and deceased loved one for you acting a fucking fool. They ain't got a damn thing to do with it. Period. Um then she starts to bring up how she threw Meredith an $85,000 birthday party, and then out of spite tells Heather that Meredith and Seth are separated. You were never her friend to begin with because not one time has Meredith betrayed you in any fashion. Her choosing to be cordial, to be friendly with Mary, somebody who has not violated her, is not a stab in the back to you. You couldn't wait to violate her and put her business out there. That's all that says to me about you. Let's talk about it. She didn't ask you for an $85,000 birthday party that wasn't really about her. Let's talk about that. Mm. Even the goddamn uh, flower wall said Shaw Mansion or some shit like that. Chateau Shaw Chalet or some shit like that. Chateau that bullshit. Part, that, that birthday party was never about fucking Meredith. You, as a matter of fact, you didn't even let Meredith have the grand entrance at her own party. You mm. made the grand entrance. Mm. Like, Jim, shut the fuck up talking to us and playing in our face. Like, dead ass. Don't do that. Dead ass. Like, girl, fuck you. Don't do, don't do that. You ain't nobody's friend. You preach about loyalty and I'm a real friend and all this shit, but you don't move like one. Nah, what you did was unfucking necessary. You, you trifling. You the you are the you are the you, you are the exact same type of bitch that you saying that Mary is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's why you fucking mad. To be if we want if we really want to take it to the root, that's why you mad. Yeah. You see a lot of yourself in Mary. Mm. And you shook. And you should be. And the fact that she talking, hold on. <laughs> she talking about uh she call her husband every day to get a pep talk. You are 50, bitch. <laughs> you need a pep talk on how to behave and conduct and carry your goddamn self. Girl, leave us alone. Ma'am, you are um, you are 50 and this is a Wendy's. 
Mary decided that she was gonna throw a luncheon with a Met Gala theme. <laughs> Girl, first of all, what the fuck was that? But okay. Um, <laughs> but Mary did some Met, Met brunch. <laughs> yeah, and wasn't nobody dressed to the nines. That's the wild part. Mm. Wasn't nobody dressed down. Mm-mm. Wasn't no gala. Was y'all met. Y'all met. Yeah, met. Y'all That's met. it. Wasn't no met gala. and had lunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but the way she spoke to the people that were working there made my skin crawl. Yeah. Do you guys know how to read? Bitch. Bitch, I will slap you in your mouth. <laughs> I, girl, what? You see, this is why you can't be on Mary's side by shit. She is she is loony. She is loony. She crazy. Like Tia say, she got crazy eyes. Like she creepy. She don't know how to talk to people. Girl, that is so. Girl, you are you are a patron. You are coming to these. Well, not people even that. Then gonna say, well, it's not a big deal. Then why'd you point it out? Why you ain't just fix it yourself? Exactly. Do you know how many people times I, people uh, like Mary are fucking crazy? People who say stuff is not a big deal, but make a big deal about it. They be fucked up in the head. Like I said, her and Jen, they Jen see a lot of herself in Mary. That's why she mad. Um, Heather, <laughs> and then we get to Heather, who couldn't wait to run her mouth to Whitney about Meredith's business. You, you literally are divorced. You know what it feels like to go through a separation and a divorce, and you couldn't even afford this woman some privacy in that situation. To even because you found out on the humble because. Uh, Jen was she broke her neck to stab Meredith in the back. Right. Silly ass white bitches. Heather is the Heather is the one that looked like uh Bill Lambeer, ain't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. With she looked like Jim. She looked like Jim Varney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Ernest. Got it. Ernest goes to a Mormon church. <laughs> 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 you get on my nerves so bad. <laughs> Ooh, that's a small face ass. <laughs> that motherfucking face, boy. That face. Ooh, she look like Jimmy. She ugly. <laughs> she look. She got that Jay Leno chin. Yeah. Yo, remember that uh that cartoon, the Crimson Chin? <laughs> that's her. Yeah. That's for sure, her. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. <gasps> Wait, no, Candace. You know who she look like? You know who she look like? Who? She look like Tim Turner, dad. What? From failing up. Failing up, Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly odd Mormons. Um, <laughs> Mary do get bomb ass gifts though. I wouldn't mind having a pair of Louis Vuitton AirPods. I agree. I agree with that. Um, and I thought the sentiment that she was what she was trying to get done, um, the intention was there. Um, just because. <sighs> But then they start lying. <laughs> like, let's put put all the shit on the table. But then Jen, Jen being full of shit 
How you apologize to Meredith after you stabbed her in the back, though? Mm. That's the part that fuck with me talking about. And I use my words, and Mary is like, yeah, but words can be weapons. Yeah. And she like, I know, but that's just me. That's not okay. Right. You can't say, oh, I, you uh, again, her and Jen, Jen, Jen and Mary, Mary and Jen, they are so much alike. Words can also can absolutely be weapons, and you know that, Jen, and you know that, Mary. So, and and then, Jen, if you know what words are weapons, I mean, shit, we don't see in the next episode, the previews for the next episode at that very luncheon. Here you go, stand up like you're trying to fight, and you and Mary yeah. back into it again. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck is the point? What was the fuck? What the fuck was the point of that? That long ass, oh, all my life I had to fight my fellow brown sister. Just for you to still end up trying to get into it with her. Using your words weird. as weapons. Weird. It's the, it's the performance for me. Smell like performative in here. Yeah. Speaking of performance. Absolutely. <sighs> Let's head on over. Real Housewives are performative. Real Housewives, can we just end this shit? Um, season 5, episode 17 was Dominatrix and Strategery. <laughs> and <laughs> episode 18 was Shifty Wigs. Um, we're just going to do a little quick run through from 17 because not much happened. Candace says she doesn't trust Karen because Karen refuses to stop being friends with Monique. Mm-hmm. Um, Karen and Ray are not happy and it's obvious as hell Robin yeah. says Karen's photos from the embellished shoot weren't good and leaves girl. her off this leaves <laughs> her off the site and Karen takes it in stride I'm cool with that then we get to which they could have made this a 20 minute episode because the only thing that happened was Ashley tells Candace she wrote a character witness statement against her for Monique and they claim Monique has, and then uh, Candace claims Monique has talked shit about Ashley. And so what? This the same Ashley that was calling Monique a drunk driving alcoholic. So of course they've talked shit about each other because they wasn't even really getting along until last season when everybody turned their back on Candace when Michael Darby was sexually assaulting everybody. Yeah. And Monique was the only one that didn't uh, get in on the. Um, to, she didn't get in on the gang bang, which she should have, because I fucking right. can't stand Ashley. But You're so right. it, it's not uncommon that she would talk shit about Ashley. Everybody has talked shit about Ashley, right? And Ashley has talked shit about everybody. About everybody. So that's that wasn't you wasn't telling nothing. Yeah, that wasn't a big joker that you thought it would. But I mean, Candace stupid, so you know. But then this is my problem with everybody. And it's forever, fuck Ashley. But Candace having the unmitigated gall um, to scream about Ashley going against her. As cruel as you have been to Ashley, (laughs) what loyalty do she owe you? That part. She was literally giving birth and you was calling her a bad wench on Twitter. Yeah. Like those screenshots are calling her all kind of roaches and broke and this, that, and the third. Like those those tweets are still up, mind you. 
Yeah. One thing about it, let me tell you. You violate me. I don't owe you nothing. I mean, I don't owe you jack shit. Mm. I don't care if we decide to squash it and we be cool. It's be forever. Mm. We never gonna be back straight, straight. I'm hate to break it to you. Kiss my I mean, ass. I mean, and not I. I agree with and, you. And Candace has never fully apologized. She has not, made excuses. That also, I also agree with that. But even with that. Candace has that same energy too. Like she can hold a grudge forever her goddamn self. She is holding grudges right now. So like, <laughs> like what the fuck is you even talking about? Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I don't know. In my opinion, I actually don't know Candace shit. And that just is what it is. But still, fuck you, Ashley. Because the real Ashley, not the real, the Ashley that we know, <laughs> is finally showing back up. And it's in it. It took to the end of the season, but she's showing up. She's around, and we see that. Um, but when the scene come in, what Candace? What was you grabbing? Chris ain't got no ass. <laughs> I mean, she hell, she don't either. So I mean, uh, I mean, um, Bravo cuts to Karen having a meeting with Steven, the guy she's doing this wig venture with. And Bravo's so shady for showing Karen's wig before and after Steven came into the picture. <laughs> but Lord Jesus, through Christ, through I mean, through Steven, all good wigs are possible. <laughs> because, uh, baby, we used to, them wigs. Them wigs, That's how we, that's how we coined, that's where them wigs came from. Mm-hmm. Karen. Karen, yeah. Them wigs, That's where the wigs came from. Mm-hmm. I hate the name of this wig company. Wig shift. Corny. Then the name of the then the name of the launch party is wig shift with a bang. Not a fan. Karen says wig shift is the next step in her goal of owning a beauty empire. Um, we finally see Monique again after she's been off our screens for three episodes. And, you know, after every episode, I tend to go through the ladies' Twitter and IG and see if they do any live, they let off any tweets. And according to Monique, and confirmed by Andy, Monique opted to not shoot any group scenes with the girls. They did not ban her from shooting with the girls. And if she wanted to shoot with the girls, there was nothing that they could have done about it um, or they would have broken contract, basically. Mm. So Monique opted to remove herself from the group setting. So to me, that's saying if she really wanted to go to Portugal, she could have. Um, but she, it Monique wouldn't have been said, a damn thing she, they could have done about it. Yeah, Monique says she did not want to be around women who didn't want to be around her, which is fair enough. And it ended up taking a turn for the worst legally. So it was probably best that she removed herself from the situation. Um, She goes to lunch with Ashley and Ashley tells her that she looks beautiful and Monique was like, that's because I haven't seen the other ladies. 
And yeah. I was like, ooh, the shade's still there and it's thick. Yeah. Um, I mean, where's the line? And then Ashley reveals that she and Michael are still having are still in marital purgatory. And that's why she didn't attend Chase's third birthday party and only Karen was there. Um he's not gonna stop cheating on you. Didn't we say this, friend? Yeah. Didn't we, we say did. this in, in the beginning of the season? He's not gonna stop cheating on you. So you use best off. Then you went and got pregnant again. Yeah, because she current she pregnant right now. Yeah. Yeah, she pregnant right now. Um, Ashley, girl, stupid. But this the this why I don't fuck with Ashley because you won't have none of that energy when you being messy for your own husband who can't keep his dick out of everybody else's hoes. <laughs> that man hitting a hole in one in everybody's hoes if he can. <laughs> yeah, he don't discriminate. Karen rubbed me the wrong way in this episode. Um, because she playing both sides, but in a stupid way. There's no reason to play both sides. She uh told the girls. Now we remember she told the girls Monique was not invited to the wig shift lunch party, and Ashley told Monique. To which Monique responded, "That's interesting because Karen has been asking me to come forever." Mm. Karen, what was the point in that? Yeah, like if you the, you the grand dame, but you doing court jester bullshit. You had to like Giselle. Yeah, like what was the point of this? If you if you Monique's friend, stand up in that. Yeah, because it ain't like stand the ladies gonna beat your ass because you still fuck with Monique. And even Monique said um, after the show, after this episode aired, that she understood why Karen lied to the girls because she needed their support there. And that's fine. But I just feel like, Karen, you too old, you too well connected to kind of play these games. And it it do make you look every bit as bad as Wendy and Candace says, you've been looking. Like, this was that moment where you proved them right. Because you could have just told the ladies, Monique is coming, but she's coming before the event starts. Yeah. Um, just to look at some wigs and see and see if she sees anything she likes. Then she's heading out because she has other engagements. Yeah, because my thing is, Karen, you've been adamant that this is messed up. Or, well, honestly, I mean, well, we'll get into it in a minute. You have been adamant that you not you not come Monique off. She your friend. You still fuck with her, even even with this shit. Stand up in that shit. Like, yeah, I invited her. She, yeah, I invited her and. Are y'all going to beat my ass? No. So, I mean, so what? Yeah. Um, be the, the grand dame. You saw y'all stand up in that shit like, yeah, about the Monique. And problem? That's yeah. your bad. Um, Ashley called Karen while she and Monique were at, at lunch. And Karen knows Ashley is being messy and sneaky and full of shit and tells her she tried it and hangs up. And Ashley is like, you did it to yourself by lying. So again, like we just said, if Karen would have stood up and it can't nobody call you a liar when you stand up in your shit. That part. Which brings me to the green eyed goblin. <laughs> Giselle has spent more time in the business of other grown women and trying to get her children and their dad a help to reconcile their deteriorating father daughter relationships. 
Her, okay. Them girls hate his Those guts. girls hate their father and that level of hate is not normal. They are so disgusted when Giselle says that he is coming for the holidays and staying with them. They was like, why? Mm. And then she kind of brings up, well, would y'all move to Atlanta? And they give her ass a resounding, hell no. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> you got too much goddamn time and energy to be in Monique business, Candace business, Ashley business, Juan and Robin business, Karen business. And your kids hate their fucking father. The, right. the same father that you are currently fucking. We're not talking about somebody that you don't talk to, don't see, don't want nothing to do with. You are carrying on a full-blown fucking relationship with Jamal Bryant. And he and his daughters do not have a functional, healthy father-daughter relationship. That is fucking weird to me, Giselle. It's it's weird and it's 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 own brand for somebody like Giselle. She cares more about images and keeping up with the Joneses and everybody business and tea than sweeping up around her own front porch. You fucked up person because I she, wouldn't give a fuck what Monique and Candace got going because we know for a fact how hard life can be on children when they don't have a good relationship with their parents. We know how hard life can be for, for black women who have daddy issues. We know how hard life can be for black men who have mommy issues. And we know how hard life can just be in general when people don't have healthy relationships with their parents. So what the fuck are you doing? Sitting there, still sucking his little bitty community dick while your daughter's vomit at the thought of him coming around them right because of what he has done to you prior this is why her daddy called her stupid you, you a stupid stupid fool just goddamn foolish and stupid <laughs> i like the emphasis you said that with friend. Um, <laughs> um here's another thing I'm really tired of them trying to force Karen and raise intimacy on us this season. Please leave us alone. If they, if they fucking that's great, congratulations to senior citizens still keeping it raunchy in the bedroom. But we don't want nor need a front row seat to any any bathtub scenes with them. Nor and I we. damn sure could go my whole fucking life without hearing Karen say unplug some hoes that have been plugged for a while. Did not want, did not want, did not need, do not care. Please leave us alone. Please. Please leave me alone. I beg. I be <laughs> like, this, this is abuse. This is abuse. It is. It definitely is. Um, Wendy finally tells her mom she's leaving academia to be a full-time <sighs> uh, TV political consultant and an analyst and her mom gives her hell at first, but then she uh, gives her her blessing and want. That's it for that. <laughs> get, get Wendy off my goddamn TV. 
please. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll leave Jamal us alone. Bryant, leave us the hell alone. Goddamn. <laughs> Jamal Bryant disappoints again by not showing up to the family photo shoot, further making mm. Giselle look like a desperate fool as she tries to act unaffected. Giselle and those girls are not a priority to Jamal Bryant. They are a check. He make an appearance <laughs> on that show when he needs a check. They Let's are get not to the a root. priority to him. He don't give a fuck. Him even being, because this the thing, every time he show up, whether it's, whether people have something positive or negative to say, people are talking about him. That's all he cares about. That's it. Positive or negative. That's all they care about. Let's call it what it is. That man don't want you, Giselle. He don't. He barely wants his goddamn kids. And the fact that you keep putting these kids in in this dysfunction when it is clear and obvious that he don't give a fuck about his, his family. Giselle, you need your face slapped. Yeah, you do. You need the foundation slapped off you. Speaking of faces slapped, Ashley's mother and uncle coming to have dinner with Ashley and Michael to discuss his cheating. That might be the weirdest shit in the world because it just ain't their business. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but people, your, your, your marital problems, your relationship problems, that's it's not your parents' business. Hey, let's let's discuss this cheating over this chick. Actually, it was Red Snapper. (laughs) And the crazy part is, why, Ashley, why did you even agree to that? Because Michael barely give a fuck about telling you he cheated. I know, right? He didn't give a fuck about what her family had to say. Right, like what the hell was this like? He was was unapologetic as hell. Yeah, when the topic got got brought up. Yeah, it's like yeah, I dropped my dick off in a couple of holes that weren't Ashley's. What's the big deal? Yeah, (laughs) I put my I put my pole in somebody's toe. Who gonna fight me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who won war? (laughs) Yeah, I put. I put my pink where it don't stink in somebody else. What's, what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah, your daughter broke. She can't live without me. What's, right. what's next? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I'm the millionaire. She gonna put up whatever I say. Good luck, every, right. good night, everybody. <laughs> right. Let me get another. Let me get another Corona. Okay. Like, <laughs> like pass the cheat, pass the cheat laying sea bass. Yeah, literally <laughs> emphasis on cheat. <laughs> that shit was so fucking weird. Um, Monique shows up 20 minutes early to Karen's event um, and says that she has to leave for another charity event. That's talk for my lawyer said, get in and get the fuck out. <laughs> right. Um, it was really weird Karen acting like she's worried about Monique being there considering that she invited her. But Monique left before the other girls got there and that was that. Um, Monique was on Twitter saying like Karen absolutely invited her how else would she know the day and time and shit and how to come early for the event um, if Karen hadn't invited her? And I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Robin shades Karen's event, which is weird for a 40-year-old bitch selling bedazzled hats. 
<laughs> and in tax trouble again. Yeah, Robin got a whole lot of mouth for somebody who can't keep her finances in order. Um, Candace arrived soon after, which the only notable thing, and that is we have only seen her once this episode, just because she don't have no no storyline without the Monique shit. Her whole storyline was built really around this Monique shit. She don't have a storyline. Honestly, can we can we keep it real, friend? Can yeah. We keep it real? Save for Karen. Don't well, save for Karen and probably Ashley. Don't none of them have a storyline outside of this Monique and Candy shit. Yeah, I thought we was going. The season finale is tonight. I thought we was going to see more with Juan and Robin since he was picking out engagement rings and so on and so forth and asking for blessings to repropose. We didn't see none of that. Mm, we didn't see none of that. Like, like we we ain't seen none of that. We ain't seen none of the shit with Giselle and Jamal. Uh, um, like every like everybody for the most part got something like potentially that they could talk about and bring to the season. But this whole shit has just been revolved around this Monique and Candace shit. Karen about Karen and Ashley the only one that are like we actually seeing shit going on with Ashley and Michael with this cheating shit and Karen and Ray. You know. Clearly yeah. not fucking with each other and shit. The rest of them, and, and I'm not yeah, even counting. And I'm not. I'm not even counting uh, uh-huh. Wendy because fuck her. But everybody else, they don't have shit going on other than this fight. That wasn't yeah. even really a fight. Um, messy, scary Giselle does not come to the event because she has a problem with Karen's weird creative director Steven, and she says that he has been rude to her on social media, so she didn't come. But Ashley steps in as her place as the messy maven, and she finally, the Ashley we all know finally resurfaced um, and gave Karen some antacids for her ulcer and brought up the fact that she was drinking with Monique at the birthday party, um, but she wouldn't drink in Portugal. And I guess my question to Ashley is, what's the big fucking idea? Like I, I guess that's my thing about that. If I don't feel like drinking, I don't. I'm not gonna fucking drink. Yeah, that was. I, if it felt like what? What did we say earlier? Making something out of nothing. Yeah, like that was one of them things where, again, I could tell you crazy because you take something very little and try to turn it into something very big. Maybe she didn't just want to be pissy drunk in a foreign country, arguing with you bitches. Right. I mean, it could be what it is. Then Robin takes this time to dig at Karen and asks, well, are you afraid of what you might say when you drink? And I guess Karen is tired of Robin being shady. And she was like, you should be more concerned about what Juan says when he's drunk. And everybody is like, what? Mm. The fuck? Mm. What you talking about? Mm. And she didn't even elaborate, but she she definitely insinuated it with some sinister shit going on um mm. ashley reveals that karen invited monique to the party to su- to the surprise of the other ladies now this where again this where i got the problem with karen um again karen makes a, a point that it's her party and she can invite whoever she pleases but if that's the case stand up in that why lie yeah. Right, like you saying you saying you can do what you want but then you didn't do what you want doing what you want the thing is, and let me, I'm going to say this. I don't give a fuck about Candace um, 
Um, I truly at this point don't give a fuck about how Monique and because they've dragged this out. They've made yes. it so much bigger than it actually needs to be because yeah. we've seen worse fights in the Housewives franchise. Yeah, we've seen worse fights on this show. <laughs> um, but my thing is, if you know at this point that the situation between these ladies is legal at the moment, why not, if you fuck with both of them equally, why not do them both a favor and just say, hey, um... Monique to come early so please make sure you don't come early so you don't run into her I will make sure she's gone by the time the event starts so that you can come and be comfortable as well because when you got legal shit going on you definitely don't want to have no further run-ins yeah which at this point is legal for both of them one suing one counter suing and all type of silly petty bullshit that they got going on but you could have just told her if you say that you you uh, you adore Candace as much as you do Monique, you could have just been neutral and told the truth to everybody yeah. involved. Be the grand dame you say you are, because again, who is gonna whoop your ass for being cool with both of them? Nobody. And if Candace opted not to come just because she pissed in general, then okay, then that's, that's on, on her. her. But you t- but you stood up and you stood in your shit, and nobody could say you played in them played in their face because we don't know what might have happened if Candace had showed up early. Right. Probably nothing with her scary ass. Ain't nothing was gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, let's be real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Karen is she started reacting like somebody who got caught in a lie. Yeah, she's, she 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 started reacting like how Giselle acts when Karen clocks Giselle for doing the same shit. Yeah. And that's and why I was disappointed. Karen's, in Karen. Karen's wig was full of secrets and she couldn't handle the pressure. And she literally left her own party before it was over. Right. Um, and gonna say, I paid the bill, fuck you. And she walked <laughs> out leaving. <laughs> 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 yeah. I listen, I, I love Karen, but she 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 disappointed me because she just could not stand up in her shit. Yeah. Just stand it, it up was, in it, girl. Like, ain't nobody gonna beat your ass. For it, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. And then it, she left the ladies there. This is the other reason I wouldn't have walked out of my own shit. I wouldn't have left them ladies there to start making up shit or misconstruing shit or exaggerating shit. Because as soon as she left, Candace continues to stir the pot and insinuated that Karen asked her to come early to potentially, um, you know, make her and Monique run into each other. Which, Which go ahead. I don't necessarily believe that, but again, when you when you run away from confrontation that you help create, people can make up any old goddamn story they feel like yeah. making up. Yeah, they can run with a narrative that ain't even that ain't that that's that's probably not even true. So, because I don't believe that just, she wanted them to like meet each other and shit, but she didn't stand up in it. And she didn't she didn't handle it in a in a way that protects both of them. At all, with, especially then, with the legal shit going on. And then Wendy tells Candace, "Like, okay, I don't know what else you need to see that Karen just don't see it for you, and to let it go." And honestly, in this moment, I don't necessarily think Wendy is wrong, because again, Karen has maintained that she's neutral this whole time, and she thinks she thinks both ladies had a part in the situation. 
going the way that it did, which I agree to wholeheartedly. Same. But when you had an opportunity to be neutral, be honest, and be fair to both parties involved, you kind of chose Monique's side over Candace because you could have just told the truth. If I'm not doing nothing wrong, why I got to lie? Yeah, she didn't. Honestly, she didn't move in a way that was productive to neither of them. No, she didn't. More so heavily on Candace's side, you know, it it it, it wasn't honestly fair to neither of them, but more so heavy, more so on the not fair to Candace side. Yeah, and and again, I'm at a point where I got my issues with Candace, and but I don't think she's wrong in this situation, just because again, being upfront, being honest. You you took away her decision to choose. And she had a right to that. choose if she wanted to come to an event where Monique may have been. But had you explained it to her properly, I, I invited you to the actual event and I invited Monique to come prior to the event starting to look at some wigs, give me her input, see if she wanted to purchase any. And we discussed that she would be gone by the time the event started so that you and her wouldn't have any run-ins because I know this is a legal situation for you both at this point. That's all you had to say. How easy would that have been? And Candace could have said, thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. I'm still going to come or I don't want to take any chances at all. So I'm going to refrain from coming and hopefully we can meet up and I can see some wigs from the line at another time. You just took away her decision to choose how she wanted to handle the situation. Yeah, I agree with that. So, before we go, I want to have a conversation. I want to talk because everybody is still caught up on the the barn brawl. And Uh, it's time for us to have a come to Jesus moment Monique was wrong and Candace played a role in the situation getting to the point where it got to and that's where we should be leaving it at this point my issue with people on the internet is that we have suddenly decided that words don't matter that words are not weapons that words can do not cut like knives when people choose to use them a certain way. And I don't like it because it is performative. It's disingenuous because we get on Twitter day in and day out and we see how people weaponize their words against people on Twitter. As we have. We see how accounts can be suspended for the shit we say on Twitter. Mm. Candace much like Ashley are notorious for weaponizing their words and using them to cut like knives on that fucking show. Yeah. I feel Candace, I feel Ashley should have got her ass bopped and beat a long time ago. Yeah. You can go back to old, old episodes. I said this during the drunk driving season. Monique should have beat Ashley the fuck up. Yeah. Should have whipped her ass. Karen should have hugged Giselle and just uh 
during the race fiasco. Yeah. Yeah. Karen, Karen should have beat all three of their asses. Words are weapons. I, may I you cannot tell me? people for if I tell if I if I get mad and tell somebody to commit suicide right now and they commit suicide, guess who can go to jail? Me. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let me say something. Let me say something real quick. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me say something. <clears throat> I know that a lot of y'all are full of shit. <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you why. Because Candace, the example that Candace just used, uh, there is a young lady um, on social media, and I mean, I'm gonna say names because who gonna beat my who ain't nobody gonna beat my ass. Uh, there's a young lady uh, by the name of Vinny on the internet who used to say shit just like the example that Candace used, and many of you um, do not care for her, rightly so, rightly so. Uh, many of you wanted to beat her ass. Uh, rightly so for a lot of the shit that she used to say it like i remember when mama told a woman to like i saw this with my own eyes she told a woman that she deserved to get sexually assaulted for having cleavage in her avi so many of you know that words can be harmful because a lot of y'all don't care for that young lady again rightfully so many of you wanted to put hands and feet on her again rightfully so so don't sit here and play in my goddamn face and all of a sudden that like monique is like just oh how could she and I'm team Candace, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that shit. Many of us, many of us are niggas. Many of us was raised from, from the school of talk shit, get hit. Then your Mima used to say, if you don't want, if you ain't got something nice to say, then don't say it at all. A lot of us got that talking to when we was raised. And plenty of us done been in fights, either we, either because of our own mouth or because of somebody running their mouth. And, and we, despite our best, you know, interest to restrain it was just like hey you talking too goddamn much you i'm gonna shit either you gonna shut up or i'm gonna make you shut up one of the two and it's very exactly. performative it is very performative y'all have been so full of shit like if you want to if you want to you know pretend and that like you holier than thou and oh thou shalt never put hands on somebody that's fine that's fine if you want to be performative that's fine but be, people be performative somewhere else that's all I exactly. Ask. Don't play in my damn face. These these heifers on this fucking show have played in my face and been performative enough this season. I don't need y'all on the internet doing the same shit. At all. At all. It's like I said, it's it's a pick and choose thing. Um, and a lot of y'all like to act like y'all unaffected by the shit people say, the shit people do, shit people think. Um, but Twitter shows me that y'all are lying. Because <laughs> <laughs> when this, people this, say crude shit that we don't like, I know I know a lot of y'all be re- some reporting asses the, trying to get people out the paint. Hello? It's some shit that somebody could say to me on Twitter and I dare not tell you what it is to get a rise out of me. But there are some, it's, it's things that somebody could say to me that it would aggravate me. And if yeah. I had a chance to see you, I probably would pop you in your mouth. I, can we get to the root, friend? Can we get to the root? Like, there are some things, like, when y'all bring up people's kids, people's deceased family, and, you know, stuff like, when y'all, like, try, when y'all go to distance and go too far, 
don't tell me words don't matter and words don't mean things and words don't cut like knives and people don't use words like weapons because we see it. Jeremy made a great point with Vinny to this day. She went, she had weight loss surgery and she went completely fucking quiet, joined Asian boy band Twitter, stopped <laughs> tweeting with the niggas and everything. <laughs> to this day, people still remember the vile things she said. I remember the vile jokes she used to make about her, about New Orleans during NFL season. Um, and she would make just super vile, nasty Hurricane Katrina jokes. Yeah. Like, I remember that people don't like don't sit up here and act like words don't mean things and don't hurt people and don't have consequences and repercussions because a lot of times people never forget what you say when you hurt them. Listen, let's 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 cut to let's cut to the root. Twitter, Twitter, the land of please show me who to block, you know, who who tell me who to report, blah, 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 shit. If y'all don't stop playing my motherfucking face talking about words don't mean shit, listen, listen. You talk shit, there's a good chance you might get hit. And we all know that. Candace talk shit, she got hit. It is what it is. Yeah. And, and that's what we should Not only did she talk shit, she, she invited the, the altercation. Yeah, she, she she egged it on, and the thing is, we can we can two things can be true at the same time. Monique was a fucking fool for even allowing that girl to bait her like that. And my issue with Monique is you you are one of the two people that has the most to lose on that show. Three, because Karen has money, Ashley has money by proximity of Michael, and Monique has money. Yeah. You trying to build a brand with that god awful podcast and not for lazy mom shit, but it's your brand nonetheless. Yeah, I know, right? You just had a you just had more to lose than anybody else in that situation than to even allow Candace to, to take you there. So yes, you absolutely were wrong for putting your hands on her, and she absolutely was wrong for egging it on, baiting you and and saying and picking at you to get it to that point. Yeah. What and you gonna do? Drag me, internet. Monique? Come on, drag me. And all y'all drag on the internet are, Yeah. And all y'all on the internet are being full of shit acting like you don't understand Monique's po- position in that moment. Because while I do agree with my friend that I hope I wish that cooler heads would have prevailed because she has more to lose. But I'm also not finna admonish the girl because again, I've been in that situation. I have beat somebody ass for egging me on. <laughs> like the fuck do you mean? Yeah. And I also have been in a situation where somebody has egged me on, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be the bigger person today. I've been in both situations. Yeah. So I- I've been in both situations where I, I've been provoked and somebody got what their hand was called for and I've been provoked and I was like, you know what? Not today, Not Satan. worth I, it. I, I, Not I've worth been, it. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, if Monique would, didn't have no kids and, you know, she didn't have as much as she got now, I would have I would have whipped up on Candace's ass. Okay, but you just <laughs> you just stood <laughs> to lose a lot more, and as we saw, 
the first chance Candace got, and I'm not saying she's right or wrong, because we are just now getting to a point legally where the law is starting to recognize that words are weapons. And people can be held accountable for the things that they say as yeah. well as the things that they do. Yeah, that's what historic historically though, the police don't care if somebody said, Come on and whoop my ass. They're gonna say you initiated the physical altercation, you were the one in the wrong. And that is exactly what Candace was leaning on when she filed that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But all exactly what she was leaning on, but what she didn't recognize is that they were going to look at that from all its situations, and we still it's still up in the air who who put who touched who first. Was it Monique flipping flicking her hair? Was it Candace pushing her shoulder? Was it? It's still all up in the air because every time I look at that look at that uh that scene. I'd be like, damn, maybe Monique this did, you know, start the physical. And maybe it was Candace. But what I do know is it wouldn't have came to none of that because Candace should have been like, you know, I'm not about to go. I'm not about to go here with you. You acting like a kid. I don't have no problems with you, Candace. Whatever issues we have, we need to talk about them privately and get them worked out. I'm not going to do this with you in front of the ladies. I'm not going to make a scene and I'm not going to let you take me there. I'm just not. It's not worth it. Because it ended up not being worth it. Look look what all spawned from it. The only good thing that possibly came from it was Monique realizing she needed to get her own source of help with her, her emotional issues and her mental health. But all in all, I just wouldn't have let Candace take me there because she ain't got shit. She don't got she ain't had shit worth losing at the time. Her and Chris just bought their first house. And I'm not saying they wrong for that. But what I'm saying is we we talking about a woman with three kids, four houses, her own brand, whatever business venture she and her husband have entered together. He is his own brand. He has a lucrative job now that he's coaching and is retired from the NFL. And you look at Candace, and at one point, Candace had her own career. She worked under the Obama administration at some point. She is college educated, yes, but she doesn't really do anything outside of Potomac. Um, Chris has a restaurant, but Chris also has kids that he's estranged from, and he's paying child support. And when we first saw Candace, Dorothy was helping Candace and Chris pay their bills and paying half their mortgage and pay for their wedding. And, you know, when you sit them down on paper side by side, there was no reason for, for Monique to give that to Candace. And now the Candace just sitting on her TV, snotting and sniffling every goddamn chance she get and <laughs> ugly crying and boo-hooing and oh she didn't she didn't use up the Kleenex supply and Potomac by itself. And it's just a lot. <laughs> and as we gonna see in the episode tonight, she's still gonna she's still gonna be crying in the season finale. We saw the first look at the reunion. Um and that should be interesting. The reunion is airing directly after the season finale next week, part one. So I'm looking forward to that. But the thing about tonight's episode, 
Ashley, I will beat your motherfucking ass. I just want you to know because <laughs> what you did in that preview is exactly the same shit Candace did to Monique. We saw Michael Darby bait Chris. He touched Chris, told him, get your wife, she doing too much. When Chris stood up and backed him back up out of his face, Michael Darby started screaming, he hit me, he hit me, he hit me. And then here come Ashley. Oh, so you want to talk about Monique, huh? So you want to talk about Monique, huh? Girl, Michael Darby is a million years old. If Chris had punched <laughs> or hit Michael Darby, he would have turned into that same dust from uh from um Avengers. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. He would have just <laughs> He just would have turned into goddamn dried up milk dust. What are you talking about? I I, I got Michael I just Darby. Wanna, I just want to say this, uh, and then we I guess we can go to party because we've been kind of running along. But I just want to say this: this season to me has just been a dud. Just has just been a dud because. Nothing like damn near the entire cast whole storyline was around this fight that wasn't really even a fight. All the performative shit, all the performance surrounding this fight, people playing and not only not only them playing on our face on our TV screen, but also the internet playing our goddamn face being performative. I'm over this season. I can't wait for it to end. Andy, you don't play it in my damn face. I don't appreciate it. And I am just exhausted <laughs> with all of this, to be perfectly honest. That's all I got. And she, and, yeah. And I don't have no favorites at this point because I think everybody's stupid. I think everybody dragged this out. I think everybody put too much sauce on it. I think we've seen worse physical altercations within the Housewives franchise that did not go this far. Um, I think people, again, are discounting just what words can do to people and the type of uh, energy they can hold and the type of um, emotions they can dredge up in people. I think both those ladies was wrong. I'm sad that their friendship deteriorated because I enjoyed when the two chocolate girls kept their foot on the light-skinned bozo's neck. Because if we go back in history and look at at one point in time, the girls couldn't stand Monique and Candace. Because Candace always had her foot on their neck verbally. Which is why we saw all season I'm talking about, well, you know how her mouth is. We've all been subjected to it. That's just how she is. They know what Candace's mouth can do. They've been victim to it. We saw Giselle crying this season when Candace called her house a bust down. A rundown, whatever she called it. She basically called it a trap house. You're right. She was on Robin's neck. She been on Ashley's neck. She didn't got on Karen's neck. I much rather enjoyed it when Monique and Candace teamed up and made the light-skinned women on the show super bitter, minus Karen. Loved it. 
Loved it. So this what y'all doing. I don't like this shit. I don't like Monique being teamed up with Ashley because if Ashley had her way seasons ago, she would have ruined Monique's whole reputation. The girl, the Giselle and Robin was just talking cash money shit about Candace last season being broke. And this season two, bringing up the, her finances and shit. So the light-skinned women don't even like y'all. They just would rather see y'all separate. And I'm, I, I hate that y'all fell for it. Because Monique the muscle and Candace the mouth. And it was a one-two combo. And who and who is the arch the arch villain of, of, of fuckery? Fucking Giselle. Yep. But with that said, we're gonna be back next week. We're gonna get into the season finale. We're gonna get into the season finale of Bridezilla's. Um, we're gonna get into more ready to love. We will be discussing the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. Cause I doubt it's gonna be that much going on. First and foremost, I doubt I doubt it's gonna be that interesting tonight. I love how you just skipped to the reunion. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta me. season season premiere. I'm sorry, yes. we gonna get into the season premiere of Real Housewives of Atlanta because it's tonight. Yeah, but the super trailer didn't leave much to the imagination. <laughs> That's it's all. like a bunch of old women having orgies and sex parties. <laughs> I know, it, like the trailer was hit by shit. That's all screaming when you was like, "We gonna yeah, discuss we the can reunion. go to the reunion." We can go ahead and get to the reunion. <laughs> um, I think this season, I think while Nene played herself during the whole off season, um, the show is really gonna suffer without her 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 brand of mess. I agree with that. Um, Nene is one of those people that you love to hate. I also and agree you, with that. And you need that on, on the show like this. Yeah. Um, we will finally be discussing the Candy uh, Chick-fil-A incident next week. Because I don't think we really talked about it. We didn't. I think we talked about it on social media with everybody else uh, individually, but we haven't talked about it on here together. Yeah, we haven't talked about it, so it'll be a good time to discuss it. Um, everything about candy is is rubbing me the wrong way. You know what it's giving? You know what it's giving? Desperate. That, but you know what it's giving me the most? She what? is She is her mother, her daughter. Ah, can't talk. She is oh, her yeah. mother's you daughter. You know what? That is a conversation that I had with our good sis, Brooke, and it was that Candy is definitely Mama Joyce with a mask on. Yes. Like, she has hidden it's, it for a very long time, yeah, but Candy yeah. is as nasty as her mama is. It's coming out um, of her. And we're finally starting to see it. Took a while, but we're finally seeing it, yeah, so I can't... Yeah. We're going to discuss it. Um, so get ready, because we're going to have three... Housewives shows on at the same time. Next week could be jam packed, but y'all, y'all will love us. We have some mess for you. But with that, we'll see y'all next week. We out. Peace, niggas.